And we are back for another episode of Hard Not Life, dedicated to the new core of hip-hop, the business, the brand, and the balance between authenticity and entertainment. We're recording from the world-famous Frustetic, home yeah. of Classic Material New York. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen him on your favorite rapper's rapper. Yeah. Shout out to Carlos the OG being with us again. Some might say that Fresh Material is the rapper on the your favorite rapper. Get it? Because it's closed it going the outside like a rapper. No? Okay. That's my one dad joke for today. So, I'm your host, Saul Goodman, Line of bed Uh, And would my gang like to introduce themselves? Hey, what's up? I'm ZK Marco, okay? Hey, New Jersey's juggernaut, you know? Exactly. Out here trying not to get punched by my co-host today. What's good? Creeping. You know what, man? I'm not as creepy as people make it out to see. Make it out to be, all right? It's it's not you. It's them. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I hear you. Catch me at Exotica when I got my boots ready. Misunderstood. And that's a New York's greatest photographer and videographer, Modern Marvel. And we have our EP. Mika is here. What up? In her her big her big girl's chair. Yes, I know. I'm sitting. I feel so tall right now. That's amazing. I'm like hovering over people, which never happens. Ever. Ever. No, ever. Except for at work. Those two girls that I work with. No, we're not going to talk about little people. <laughs> on the show. They are little people. They are. They are. Which is amazing for too. me. Uh, we have guests around. Milton's here. Great to have you back. <laughs> Barker Yeezus is sticking around. Great to see him as well. Glad that you can be here. And then, what's the nickname? What's the nickname? What the next doing? step in human evolution. The next step in human evolution in the back. What's good? She's around here. She's around here somewhere. So, uh, well, we have a new topic, and it's really interesting because I think the internet has brought a sort of democracy to the music industry, specifically to, to hip-hop culture as well. And we were talking about this, so we wanted to bring it to the podcast. What is a rapper in 2018? Yeah, so, yo, like, a rapper for real. In my eyes, a rapper, you know, rap is short for rhythm and poetry. So it's someone that spits bars over a beat, right, of some sort. And that can come in many sh- shapes and sizes. That could be uh, Biz Marquee. That could be ASAP Rock. That could be ASAP Rocky. That could be uh, different people with different levels of skill, you know? Not everybody has to have the most bars, but there is a certain standard and a certain skill set that comes with being a rapper. Uh, the reason why we're having this conversation today is because the waters have been muddied more so than ever before. Uh, you have a lot of rappers out here that are incorporating melody into what they do and it's really blurring the line. Um, the biggest thing that made me think about this were the current current and past double uh, XL covers when you had people like Ty Dolla Sign being featured, Anderson Pack being featured, and um, now you see the rise of Post Malone. Where do these people land uh, in the conversation about whether or not they rappers or not? Because to me, I'm just like, these are all singers. But then when you look at how they're categorized in the media, when you look at how they're categorized and put on charts, it's always like hip hop, and they're always, ra- and a lot of times they get misconstrued as rappers. So, why is that? Like, is there some sinister plot behind the lizard Illuminati to make people <laughs> forget about the origins of hip hop and then rebrand and uh, 
to rebrand and like take away its history, or is it just simple misunderstanding where people are like I'm not sure what rap is right now? Well, the circle back with the double XL freshman uh, cover, I think that of the 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 three names that you mentioned, you mentioned Ty Dolla Sign. Who was the other name besides Anderson, Anderson Pack and, and then Post Malone. Malone? The first two, they're still a part of urban music and urban media. So I don't, I wouldn't see them in the same way as I would see a Post Malone. My biggest issue is with how Post Malone is viewed because he has said that he's genreless. He's said that he doesn't really want to, he doesn't even see himself as as a member of, of rock music even. So I think that it is an industry effort. You have a response? No, I'm listening oh, to you. Oh, so I think that's Do an industry effort. My thing is when, it, when the industry is dictating these things, even recently there has been some celebration for Post Malone because he's surpassed Michael Jackson's Thriller and has been in the top 10 of R&B and hip hop albums chart for 77 weeks for his uh his his yeah it just it was just recently he was celebrated for that and i'm i'm curious because he doesn't consider himself a rapper so what is he doing on a top r&b hip-hop chart so i i I listened to a couple interviews and read a couple interviews by all these dudes and the thing about post that always like riles people up is that he seems to continuously put his foot into his mouth over and over again um, the most recent controversy being like uh, the the comments he made about hip hop in a Polish interview, which I finally watched the complete version of, and is not as bad as I thought it was. Uh, I mean, it's still him literally saying the words. If you're looking for lyrics, if you're looking to cry, if you're looking to think about life, don't listen to hip hop. Like he just says that flatly, right? But then he spends the next three or four minutes saying positive things about hip hop. It's just like oh. It's good. It makes me feel good. It's happy music, and he's um, but the, he was just talking about how right now that a lot of the music that comes out, it just he feels like it's not really that emotional. That kills me because one, you're part of that wave of music that isn't really diving deep into com- into into things, but two, it's just like fam, like why would you say this about a complete genre? Like, that's like saying all of jazz is ragtime. And that's saying all of rock is fucking hair metal. Like, that's unfair to categorize it as such. So, like, when you hear people like that and people that are making money off the back of hip-hop, like, he wouldn't be anywhere without White Iverson was produced by FKI, was a famous hip-hop producer. Mm -hmm. He's had hits. He had a hit with Rockstar, which is with 21 Savage, who's one of the biggest hip-hop artists right now. Mm -hmm. Like, he wouldn't be anywhere without his hip-hop cold signs. And I remember his first time he went to uh, South by Southwest, he was just running around with a little... Little rapper called Man Man Savage, and he's wearing gold grills. He has he had braids in his hair with tattoos everywhere. Obviously trying to make a living off this, so it's like, fam, just respect the culture that you're that you're making money off of. But once again, this just ties into the thing. My man uses melody all the time. He raps a little bit, but he uses melody in everything he does. So like, is he a rapper? Like when he first came out, he was like, I'm making when I rap over songs. Like y'all get this beat, figure out the melody, and I'm rapping over it. That's what he says. If you are someone that says that you rap, then you're a rapper. But now, now he's so getting... So why, why the work? shift? Do you think that was a part of his team's effort or just him? He's also, what, he's just turned 23. Yeah. So he's a kid, honestly. Like, he don't really understand the world. 
if you really want to scrutinize a lot of what he's saying, I think that he, his tune might change within the next five years. So I can't say exactly that, you know, I'm going to take everything that he says at face value. Yeah. Um, I think the thing with Post Post is a specific case. Well, a little bit of a, of a specific case because there are a bunch of things that are coming together at one point. One, he is super young and young person is going to make stupid mistakes. Two, when if you go back and listen to his earlier music before he ever got on, he was just doing anything that had that was music related, making all types of music. So I'm sure White Iverson is just the first thing that popped off, so he ran with that. And then thing is, he kept putting his foot in his mouth, and hip hop got at him because it still happens today that if you're white and you're in hip hop, that if you misstep, people are gonna rain down fire and brimstone on you because like because you're seen as an outsider trying to st- find, step your way into the culture. So once you get shat upon several times, you start getting out of the way of someone's asshole. And you're just like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this anymore. So I'm just going to go and I'm going to get these Z100 checks. I'm going to be good. Like, I don't have, I'm not going to deal with you outlets that are constantly attacking me when I come and see you. Like, why, why deal with that stress? So I think all of that has conspired to him to just have this, like, probably negative idea of hip-hop as a whole and his limited scope of what hip-hop is, you know? True. Where do you think that the the definition of rap of a rapper or the the role or the sound of a rapper got muddy i would have to as we were discussing this we were thinking maybe it would have been the the rap rock kind of era of the kid rocks and the limp biscuits but i think there were there was very clear what genre they were it's a subgenre of both but they were rock stars i think that the the border even between rapper and singer might have started with t-pain and then trey songs and uh chris brown where you have a whole bunch of r&b singers that are now rapping or maybe kid cuddy he came out around the same time and he really was uh piloting melody in his his music well, especially in this I, modern digital area well i kind of er, er, era excuse me. i will disagree um a little bit because i feel like this is this has ties that are further back than that I think this starts. Uh, it starts with people like Bone Thugs and Harmony, um, because as much as they were rapping, like Melody was, Melody was half of their like them being lyrical. You know, like half of everything they did was melodic. They didn't really like spit straightforward bars. A lot of it was just like you know, it, it went with the beat. If you couldn't understand what Bone Thugs and Harmony was saying, a lot of people couldn't. You could just listen to the tones, the tonation in their voice, and the musicality of their voices, and still enjoy the song. And then beyond Bone Thugs and Harmony, you have like Nate Dogg. Wait, to go back, yeah. would there, and now you're bringing up Nate Dogg, do you think that there was any confusion at the time that Bone Thugs and Harmony were rappers? I can't remember back. I don't. I can't remember I'm that. not saying that I think that they were rappers. I, I mean, so I'm thinking their roles were very clear. Even with Nate Dogg, you knew he was a singer. He was. He was, was he? Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely. Nate, Nate Dogg was a singer. Was he? Is he classified as a singer? Yeah. I always think of him, Nate Dogg and Warren G, and they're a rap duo. And I always look at Nate Dogg like, Nate Dogg is someone who had a musicality with his voice that was natural. Like, he wasn't like, hey, Nate Dogg, hit this note. And he would hit this note. And I don't know if he out here, like, singing. But I think just the tone of his voice and how he used it and everything he did had melody to it. I think that that right there is a blurring of the line. But because he was so ingrained in hip-hop, we're just like, nah, Nate Dogg's a rapper. 
for for a for a more recent example, I would put Nate Dogg and Ty Dolla Sign in the same category. And I don't think anybody considers Ty Dolla Sign a rapper. Um, I would dis I would disagree with you just because every time. Almost every time he does any sort of like public interview, he has to address that because people refer to him as a rapper a lot. And that, I think, comes because he's constantly uh, around hip hop culture. If you look at him, if you look at him, he cla- he looks classically more like a rapper, today's rapper, than like a singer would be, you know? No, he looks like today's singer, too. What? He looks like the Chris Browns. He looks like Tory Lanez. And I'm, I'm, I don't even know if I would consider them rappers. With I number mean, one? And well, again, with Tory Lanez, in the same way with Ty Dolla Sign, there's a, their their music is infused with with rap as well. Yeah, but he doesn't look like like Ty Dolla Sign at first glance looks closer to Migos than he does like I don't know Joe. You feel me? And I'm not even I'm not no that's no. Crazy. That's, but that doesn't even have anything Joe to do with no, it. No 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 no. It does, but no. What I mean is like. What I mean is, like, when you think of a singer, right? Like, we think of Fonte is somebody that does both, right? Yeah. He raps and he sings. But if you looked at him and you were like, oh, he's a singer, you're just like, all right, I get that. You say he's a rapper, you'd be like, I, I, I guess so too, you know? But I'm just saying, like, when you see when you see a bunch of dudes, like, like he looks a lot like, Todd Dallason looks a lot like a SoundCloud rapper, right? Like, he has <laughs> tattoos, every, like, he has tattoos everywhere, he has colored dreads, he comes from Atlanta, like, I'm just saying. I'm not. Listen, 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 listen. Wait, wait. I was today years old when I found that out. Uh, so like, yo, like, I'm not even saying that. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I hate you. Um, so yo, nah, I'm not saying that me personally. I'm like, oh, an R&B singer has to look like this. But I'm saying classically, if you sat down and you were to like write R&B singer in your head, right? Like the picture of the person wouldn't necessarily look like Ty. And I'm saying that is just one aspect that contributes to like the confusion where other people might categorize him like as a rapper, even though I would be like Ty Dolla Sign as a singer. And I would disagree that he's like Nate Dogg only because Ty Dolla Sign, I believe, has a much greater vocal range than Nate Dogg does. Wait, wait, wait. So, wait <laughs> so, OK, can I just ask, like, do you guys think that people are confused because it's c- considered hip hop, like versus R and B. Like people have this thing of R and B versus hip hop, and like Ty Dollar Signs, you know, I don't know. Can't be right. No, not. Is he? He, he does singing. He does He's singing. Yeah, yeah, he does that shit. That's too. that's uh, like, there's a whole other aspect of this. They like a bunch of them, but they're considered hip hop. So like people are like, oh, this is a hip hop song. So is that? Do you think that's what's confusing people when they hear Post Malone or they hear, you know, a Ty Dollar Sign? Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely agree with that because when you when you listen to certain Ty Dolla Sign songs like Blase Blase, like he has a couple he has rappers rapping on it, but it sounds like just a regular club banger. It doesn't necessarily sound like an old Usher song or some sh- or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have like yeah, it just doesn't have the, the same building blocks of an old R and B song, which is fine. Um, and then you get people like Anderson Pack, which when I see him categorized as a rapper, I'm just like, why? Like, when he was coming up, he thought he was going to rap. He said he wanted to rap. But, like, everything he's done to me just sounds, like, classically R&B and funky more than anything else. But it's definitely hip-hop, too. Like, you can definitely hear, like, High Tech produced uh, Come Down, which is one of his biggest singles. Um, And he definitely has, like, works with hip-hop producers. So I guess that's more of the blurring of the line. Um, 
but yeah, like I think that's why this is continuing to happen. So, so again, I want I come back because I think that like, when you're bringing up somebody like Joe, when you're bringing up Nate Dogg, when you're bringing up Bone Thugs, I think that those roles were a lot more clear. There was a, maybe a synthesis between the artists, the artists in the industry. I think now that you have the internet uh, around, again, there's a democratiza- democratization of of not only the music but also the the branding, the the genre, everything. I think there's way more subgenres of rap music than there ever have been. So even though a Ty Dolla Sign can be a singer. Uh, a, a so like what are you talking uh, about like the, the a boogies and the yeah or it, 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 it good and a and a Uzi a little Uzi vert can be a rapper it's still hip hop that's why I'm I, the question is is that what is a rapper though like yeah. it, does it matter anymore are we all just hip hop artists and then you just talking about older or more traditional uh, flows and cadences are rap. It's like every it's like every year. I want to say every year the umbrella of hip hop just expands further and further. In my like that's how I see it. Because you know back in the day you wouldn't imagine certain hip hop acts crossing into like pop and doing records with you know boy bands things like that. And then you know all worlds just start to fuse a little bit and then the umbrella gets bigger. That's how I see it. Yeah, like Migos' success in Crossover Appeal was like non-existent maybe like five or ten years ago. Like a group like the Migos wouldn't be everywhere and be wouldn't be working with like Liam Payne and stuff like that like ten years ago just because whoever was in, in charge, the high muckety-mucks on the labels would be like, nah, th- this is going to be bad for your image. But now now they're, uh, they're okay with that happening. Um, I think a big part of this is just like melody coming into hip hop more so than before and some people using it to cover up a lack of like lyrical skill, you know? Um not cover up, but people feel like, yo, I'm just trying to set a vibe, I'm just trying to make a groove and caring less about being like I'm trying to bar you to death, you feel me? And a lot of that like a lot of that comes from um like people that you were people that you were kind of saying before well and but also i think a lot of it's future so like if you listen to future is future really a rapper like i don't necessarily think so like everything he does in melodic everything he does like there's some singing and vocal aspect like his, his vocal qualities as such that it's like super important like the words don't even matter like march madness i couldn't tell you one bar from that song but i know that it makes me feel like i could take over the world and like beat shack up you know that's definitely been my my birthday anthem for the last three years yeah and it's just like future my money, my money. exactly and it's, yeah. it's 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 crazy too because i feel like there wouldn't be future without young jeezy but jeezy was much more like i'm spitting bars and i'm telling a story and he wasn't as melodic but that vocal quality that vocal intonation that he used meant a lot in his music and then from there we got Future who took it to a different level where it's like he's really out here with these melodies on every single song that he does. And it's very rare that you hear him just try to rap. I think though, you know? I think for you to say there wouldn't be a future without Jeezy, there wouldn't be a future without Andre 3000 as well, who also 
brought in melody to his music and that's kind of a that's kind of an atlanta thing they're they're definitely some lyrical artists but they all rely on even ti has relied on melody for some of their song for some I, of his songs i will I'll, I'll disagree only because i'm like the melodies like in the beats yeah i'm talking about like vocally what they're doing like melodically like ti a lot of what a lot of what T.I. did, um, I think he was... You good? All right. Sorry about that. Hello? Um, <laughs> said hello, hello. Like I, I said like I was on the phone. Hello? Yeah. I think it was your mic. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was your mic. <laughs> 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 having a phone conversation? <laughs> right. Hello? Um, um, yeah, that has to stay. Sorry, so let's try this again. Yeah, T.I. was out here rapping, right? Chaz out here rapping out. He wasn't relying on melody. He was relying on his storytelling ability and then him making metaphors or just painting pictures that you could really see. Um, same thing with Andre 3000. Now, Love Below, notwithstanding, and some of the other ventures like Liberation and stuff that you could get on Outkast albums, like those were just straight departures from him rapping. And, and the Love Below, there are basically two rap verses on there. But the difference between an Andre 3000 and the future is that. You can look at Andre, the majority of his work is going to say he has all of these rap verses, just pure rap verses, where it's him spitting his fucking heart out. Then you can also look at like the different adventurous songs that he, that they put out, like Toilet Tisha and, like I said, Liberation from before and everything on Love Below, Roses and stuff like that. Um, what I'm saying is there are a bunch of rappers that don't have that basis. There's no future verses without him trying to be melodic to be like, oh, he, he got bars and he's just doing this as well to add to it. Same thing with like Fonte. But, but like, wait, ahead, I, I want, I do want to say that Future was involved with Dun Dungeon Family. Yeah. So I can believe that there is some attachment or some link between Future and Three Stacks. No, there's a link between the two overall, but I'm not going to say that Andre was relying on Melody when he was making like his verse for like bombs over Baghdad or like Southern playlist that kind of like music. Like Andre was like, I got these bars for you. And then he's like, I feel like singing. And sometimes like, I want to play electric piano and not have no words, you know? Whereas future is just like, the only way I'm going to be on is if I do this melody and the melody is what's going to get you the words of secondary, you know, like him, designer, uh, young thug, like a bunch of cats that are just like, this melody is what's more important. My vocal quality is more important than these bars that you're getting. Can, okay. I, can, can I just mention Nelly? Cause no, yes, mm. yes, we have forgotten. Nelly was like family. one of the first like hip hop pop rappers in my like for me. But what about mm. Flo Rida? Flo Rida did the same. Flo Rida had one rap album, and then he saw those EDM checks and what? left. Com completely with no issue <laughs> left. Yeah, but he, he, you, you know what? thought of him as a hip hop artist. I will no, yeah. Him don't get me started on Flo Rida and Pitbull and the, the firm flip that those two made to be like, I'm out of here. Like <laughs> like KRS one. <laughs> out of here. It's just like fuck it, I'm out. But yeah. You make an excellent point. You make an excellent point with Nelly, because when you go back and listen to Nelly like Country Grandma and and uh EI a lot of that was a vocal quality that he would use to get by. Still more bars than anything, but yeah, you def you make an excellent point. Flowrider was someone I wasn't even thinking about, 
But yes, if anything, Flowrider is a predecessor to Post Malone because they kind of have similar, like similar tracks. Uh, Flowrider was trying to be a rapper, had songs of him being a rapper, was would had this super melodic flow, and was like, "Yo, these pop motherfuckers are paying me way more, so I'm gonna do that." And in that sense, him and Post are kind of, they're kind of doing the same thing. Um, although Post hasn't just said, fuck it, I'm out, and just start, like, recording over Avicii beats. But it's kind of the same the same trajectory. Like, Post got big off of White Iverson, which I think we can all agree is a, a hip-hop record. Um, but then the crossover appeal got, got with him, and he just started blowing up. And all of these... All of these songs that are charting on Billboard like Hot 100 and all of these songs that are like popping on like pop stations, don't really hear them on a on a hip hop station. They're always choosing different singles to play. That's that that's how I feel. But the the blurring starts, I think maybe like little after Nelly, a little after Nelly, little after Flow Rider. I don't I don't I think so. Like I think that the future, I don't personally. when we're bringing up future, we're now bringing up what 2000 and. 11 2012 that's when he he really exploded onto the scene nelly's was relevant in 2003 2004 there's a whole gap there and that blurring started and i'm you're looking at i'm i'm again i keep bringing them up but i'm looking at t-pain i'm looking at cuddy and i'm also bringing up drake a little bit but just because a rapper is using melody doesn't make them less of a rapper. Why is there such scrutiny for a Post Malone in, in 2018? Post catches a lot of heat because it's like, fam, you're just say one, hip hop is awesome. It gave me it gave me this wonderful life. Two, I don't know that much about it and I need to learn a bit more. Like be a little humble. And then three, just like don't keep putting your fucking foot in your mouth. Like that's the issue with that's the issue I have with Post personally. I know there are different people that look at different things like, oh, he's white, so like he's automatically gonna get a different push from the label. People are gonna look at him different, they're gonna find that like he's cult- is he culturally appropriating hip hop? Like that's a whole nother conversation that I don't really want to get into right now. Um what I am I think the difference between the people that you're naming when it comes to T Pain, when it comes to Trey Songs, when it comes to Chris Brown, these are people that established themselves in the industry regardless of what they were doing beforehand, they established themselves in the industry as, I am a singer. I'm going to sing these drills off you. And then they were like, all right, let me start doing collabs with more hip, the more hip hop sounding collabs. Chris Brown, if you remember before he had a, no, I'm not going to make a joke about that. Before yeah, he had I knew you were going Rihanna, with that. Thank you. What'd you say? Thank you for not going there. Yeah. Before he had an uh, issue with Rihanna, not an issue with Rihanna, before he beat Rihanna up because he's a terrible person, he was putting out rap tracks over like underground hip hop beats and putting out videos and people forget that. He was fitting to come out with a rap album. He really was. And then like that derailed that whole project and then he came out with that very subpar album um, to try to get people off his back. But I digress. So those are people that are like, I sing, now I might start rapping or I'm gonna start blurring the lines between rap. The people that I'm talking about, the people that I think most people have issue with are the people that are rapping quote unquote but using melody to get by without having lyrical content when you have all these people and i don't i and i don't necessarily want to put young thug in this uh category only because i know he tries to write 
and he tries to put in bars in his songs. But when you have people like Designer, Young Thug, Future, uh, Little Uzi Verse, A Boogie with the Hoodie, PMB Rock, all the other 9 million other people that are trying to do Trippy Red, you have all these other people that are doing the same thing, right? And it's just like, yo, like, could you at least give me some bars? Is there any substance behind this? What am I supposed to feel when I'm feeling this? And then you have people that do it to varying degrees. Future does it well, but he does it every six months. So all of it starts to jumble together. So how much weight can we put behind it? Lil Uzi Vert, I think, does it extremely well. And I, I rock with it. And it's just about, like, are people taking him seriously? What happened to Designer? Where, where did he go? What happened with Young Thug? Young Thug was fire for a minute. He seemed like his star has kind of lost his shine a tiny bit now. But where is it going to go? Is this sustainable? Is there... Is there content behind all of this music that they're putting out? And these are the questions that people have for it. And they just don't believe in it. They don't believe in their gangster. They don't believe that it has substance besides the substances they talk about and abuse routinely. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there is an issue with sustainability. I think that the internet has allowed people to create their own sound or think that they're creating their own sound, even though you could probably find a, a source uh, or an inspiration for whatever they're doing five, 10, maybe 15 years ago. But is it actually going to last? And I think that it's really difficult to blaze a new trail without it becoming a gimmick. In a time when, you know, with the T-Pain, with Auto-Tune, it, it died for a while. It was definitely cheesy for a while. But it seems to have made a, a resurgence. Well, it hasn't really gone anywhere. But to the point where you hear voice modulation, when you hear Quavo doing a little warble voice on his records now, it's probably here to stay. There's an issue with establishing what your role is. That way you can kind of build upon it and evolve with it. When you're just kind of doing whatever you feel is, is great, is there pushback from the industry? Whereas like, this doesn't make sense. This is not how we do business. So your art does have to conform. And then ultimately, you'll see a Post Malone saying, okay, I'm a rapper, or okay, I'm, I rock, I'm a rocker. I mean, and then and following in, in case with like a Uzi Vert, a Yachty, a PNB Rock as well, like, all right, this was fun, but now you have to actually make sense to those powers that be. Um, I'm not exactly sure about that. Like, the industry is in flux right now, right? So everybody's trying to figure out what's popping and, um, and what what they can make money off of i think the actual sound of music will just change and evolve i think there will be a difference between people that are working on their artistry and people that are just riding a wave and then that divide is that divide is just going to keep coming and growing uh more and more um because there are a bunch of people that were there are a bunch of people that were out like they were out five years ago that they lack a new way to in, to invent. They lack an, they lack the innovation to keep going and keep creating new and interesting music. Or their personal life gets in the way, and they become defeated that way. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and there's a difference between building a career that's going to be viable ten years from now and one that is not. Uh, I mean, I've been personally, I've been uh, someone else that kind of does this too is Travis Scott, right? So Travis Scott could have easily just passed away not been uh who he is right now but a lot of that is one because he pine he pioneered a sound that is specifically to him and even though he does do like the melodic rap thing he's also like generated this cult following through 
having a crazy live show and also having being distinct within this flood of like melodic rappers you know and it's hard mm-hmm. it's hard to do that but if you can figure out a way to do it then you're kind of golden so maybe the question wasn't really uh what is a rapper in 2018 but who can continue to rap beyond 2018 who's gonna who's gonna have a career in 2025 we shall see we shall see but this has been a great conversation we don't really look for answers at hard not life Word. there are no real answers uh we but there are a whole lot of opinions and we want to hear yours yes this is a community and we really enjoy arguing to an, extent, yeah. to an extent. To an extent. To an extent. And I didn't get punched today, so I succeeded in my mission. <laughs> Shout to me. Yes, yes, yes. And as you know by now, it's a hard not life, but we make it look easy. Until next time. Peace.